Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Live on SEM Track, Southwest Gippsland, 91.3 FM. And SEM Track, Latrobe Valley, 91.9 FM. You're listening to Saturdays in Gippsland. Well, it's a big, wide springtime. Welcome to you this Saturday afternoon, wherever you find yourself in the wonderful region of Gippsland. Hope your weekend's going well so far. Welcome to Saturdays in Gippsland. I'm Ian Doherty, your host for the afternoon here of local football in Gippsland. And sitting alongside me is my co-commentator, Aidan Box. The sports reporter for the South Gippsland Sentinel Times. Boxy, good afternoon and welcome. It's an amazing afternoon. Thanks, Wiz. And we're all in sunnies today because it's absolutely beaming down here at Nanagoon. Can't see any clouds either. What more could you want? No, well, there's only one thing we could ask for. It'd be better than that. We'd be to have Sam Watson sitting <laughs> alongside us. Sammy, welcome aboard. Thanks for having me, boys. Uh, honestly, where would you rather be than at Nanagoon right now? This is inc- The ground looks incredible. As, as Boxy said, there's barely a cloud in the sky. There's heaps of people here. I don't think there's a breath of wind and it all just sets up for a massive day of uh, country football. So it brings out our famous old line. We've used it for years and years and years. Take a look out there now. If you can't play today, you can't mm. play. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it, it, being someone that hasn't played a final in a while in, in senior footy, it's days like this that really do make you wish you were out there and uh, yeah, keeps you coming back in, in years to come. These are the days though, they look great, you get excited, the, the pattern cut in the grass, the lines are all marked There's a, I actually stopped and I went to the bathroom before, took a video of the crowd because it was the second quarter of a reserve grade game and it's the biggest crowd I've seen all year, uh, still an hour out from the start of the game Days like this you get excited about, but you forget the first 10 minutes you're running on top of the ground, then you're mm. out of petrol. Your feet, the soles of your feet are on fire, your lungs are burning. It's not fun. Yeah, yeah? it's about not, not uh, playing the game out in your head before you run out there, isn't it? It's about keeping that, that calm mentality and taking it quarter by quarter because you can really burn yourself out with the anticipation. And the yeah. other thing with such a wide ground, this is easily the widest ground in the competition, probably the biggest. Yeah. You can cramp quite easily, and you might see a bit of that even in the third quarter. With uh, we probably haven't had a game with this much heat in a while. Mm. Um, yeah, it's a lovely afternoon, spring, isn't it? Spring has definitely arrived. Certainly, certainly the game I played here uh, about halfway through the year, I was I'm, I'm tired at the best of times, but playing on a ground this size, trying to chase around those Nanagarin forwards, it was certainly tiring. We'll, so we will see some blokes blow up today. We'll, I reckon. Just saying off air how wide this ground is. Mm. I reckon it's at least a three iron from where we are on the outer wing to the social club pavilion on that side and the gym there. It's a it's a long way. It's got to be a good well the three uh, iron for it's me. A, it's yeah, a it's 180, about, 190. It's about a pitching wedge for me almost. For me, <laughs> was, that was a free kick for you there, Sam. <laughs> I left no, that one I wide. C- open. I couldn't drive that. But um, now, Boxy, I've got a question for you. Uh, we saw uh, those who know Aiden well. We know he's uh, at the uh, good locks of Harry's. Rocked up today, looking a little bit different, Sammy. He's uh, just uh, sharp, very sharp indeed. In fact, those who don't know, him, he's got the little mustaka going on and the old-fashioned, the old-school sunnies. I don't know what you'd call those. 
the Ray Bans or whatever, Sam. Yep. And uh, he's cropped the hair at the back, got the comb over the front, looking a little bit like the goose from Top Gun. Well, he knows he knows there's going to be a lot of in-block people here today. Ah, with, so well. He's got to look his best. And uh, he's first. He's only been with us here at SEN for a few short weeks, but he's already played the card at the front gate already. <laughs> Do you know who I am, he said. They were letting people in, and he's played the old Moten box from SEN, and they let him in. So, uh, well done, Boxy. Straight up, in your first year, you've played that card. Good job. <laughs> Jeez, I thought I'd cop it today, but it's already started. <laughs> Welcome to Sundays in Gippsland, and um, yeah, I'm glad to be here. Nice. No, nice. No, you are. No, you're doing very well, mate. That's a nice work. Well, the good news is you played that card, they let you in. That's, uh, you play that card, they don't let you in, you know you're in trouble. And good afternoon to Brad Sinclair uh, on that one. Plenty coming up in Saturdays in Gippsland uh, for this week. It's semi-final weekend in the West Gippsland competition and in the Ellenbank comp. Uh, we'll be talking a little later on about we're building our teams of the year at the moment. We'll have a quick uh, chat about that. We'll be speaking with Warrigal Industrial Senior Coach Harmit Singh during the course of the show. Hot or not, and come on, man, we'll be part of it as well. We might even get a chance to have a chat with the head boana, the big cheese of the West Gippsland competition, Brett Tassari, who uh, does a... Brett is a foreign language, it must mean, loves the microphone. He doesn't <laughs> mind coming joining here in the Alex Scott and staff van. It'd be great to have Brett join us as well. I'll probably get a text message from him. For that. Well, he's, <laughs> he's getting a bit hot at the moment, BT. He's doing that many laps of the ground. I saw him take the hoodie off pretty quickly. And, uh, BT, getting just, himself fit, cutting just, some laps. Just trying to get to as many people as he can. Just high-fiving people as we go. So plenty going on around the traps, boys. Uh, just having a quick look at the notice board, and there's lots on there. But I just want to start with this little discussion point, get your views on this week. Last weekend in the elimination final, we saw Warrigal put up a fabulous performance against the reigning champs. Mm. Uh, and in particular, a young fellow called Cody Templeton, a name we've seen once or twice before, and we thought he was top age under 16. So I can confirm this from the club. He is bottom age under 16. He's 15 years old. So I asked a question, I believe there are, can't confirm what they are yet, but some sort of family tied through the name of the 1980 Brownlow medalist Kelvin Templeton. But interestingly, this is an interesting backstory. He and his mother are very heavily involved in horses. In fact, both have represented Australia at Polo Cross. There you go. I'm so, imagining it might be a relation to a friend of my cousin's, Bryce Templeton, from over Trafalgar Way. Yep, okay. Um, who are certainly involved in horses. So, if you get an opportunity to watch young Cody run around this weekend in the semi-final, make some notes on it because I don't think he'll be playing in this competition much longer. Mm. Yeah, right. talk about the praise that he gets. We talked to the chief, Mark Bradley, after that win last week and how much footy has he played? What I think he said he's played over 20 or 30 years of footy. Yeah, I think BT said he'd won a senior premiership with him in 1995. And, and the chief said Cody's one of the best young players he's ever played with and, and his hunger for the ball as a 15-year-old kid. He demands the footy in a senior elimination final. Well, just, a, just the impact he had in that game. Couple, snapped a couple of goals in big moments. I remember right in front of a commentary box here, chased down tackle on Brent McCaffer, former AFL footballer. Just no fear from this young man. Yeah. He was fantastic you're, last Saturday. You're right, Wiz, about not seeing him much more at this level. When you see a bloke that young dominating at senior level that, that early... You know uh, where he's going. Yeah, they're not, they don't play many more games for their local clubs, unfortunately, that's, but that's just the way it is these days. Well, so if you get a chance, get down to Killy Bass tomorrow and watch him run around for the Dusties. One of those players that you mentioned uh, used to run around as a 15-year-old for the Warrigal Gulls senior team. Yep. Caleb Sarong just selected to oh, his second course. consecutive All-Australian yes. team. So 
congratulations to him. And, yeah, maybe that's on the cards any, for Cody one day. Any other Gippsland boys in the All-Australian team? Not sure there was. I don't think so. I think they're no. the only ones, but there's, there's some had some very successful years. And one in particular, Saturdays in Gippsland's own uh, uh, young bloke, uh, uh, Humphrey. Bailey, oh, Bailey, Bailey Humphrey, Humphrey yeah. from... Uh, the Gold Coast Suns, I think he ended up playing 19 games and uh, had a had real a great impact. Year. Great my, start to his career. My personal favourite, John Newcomb, played quite well for the Hawks this year. Yeah, and he was a, he was a late bloomer, wasn't he? He, he, he was in the, the squad too. Yeah, he was in the squad, so great effort from him. To, to go from being selected yes. in the mid-season draft to a couple of years later, uh, picked in the All-Australian squad, squad. of 44, is yeah. an incredible effort. That's, a, that's an amazing achievement. I feel like the best is yet to come for oh, young Joe, no doubt about that. Let's get going with the uh, notice board here. Just some quick umpire congrats for the Latrobe Valley Umpires Association. Firstly, to Sean Maxwell for 550 games last weekend at Fish Creek. He's a life member, 33 years of service, including five Gippsland League Grand Finals. So a very experienced umpire right there. 550, well done, Sean. And to Claire Irving, after five years service, 100 games, including two Grand Finals. And the current Golden Whistle winner for the Latrobe Valley Umpires Association. What's that? The gold Whistle winner. You'd, you'd be all over be this, Sam, wouldn't best, you? Best umpire all year. Yeah. The golden whistle. Most freeze. Can you blow it? <laughs> Least freeze or most freeze? <laughs> Which one could it be? <laughs> That's a good question. We'll have to find that one out at some point. What have you got on yours there? Uh, the Dalston Magpies made a few, a bit of noise during the week on social media. They re-signed a couple of key players in Blake Carew, Mason Store, and Will Clark. A couple of senior fellas, a couple of locals, I think they are. They played quite good footy across the year. And interestingly, they've named Mitch Hallahan their new senior coach, starting next year so that's a that's really exciting for the magpies who showed great flashes earlier in the year and had a tough back half but yeah, they're in the right direction the front half was good certainly an improvement yeah. we won't even get to talk to mitch yeah uh, next we'll week. try and have a chat to mitch next week as we know a few games for gold coast and hawthorne um then been at sorrento the last couple of years and yeah made an immediate impact and um yeah don't be surprised if he drags a couple of mates at least one the former afl teammate with him next year so i expect to see the magpies have a bit of a uh, an improvement in season 24 warrigal industrials have just did, uh, announced that kyle beverage senior player who uh, played a terrific game last weekend in the elimination final has been appointed assistant coach of the under 18 side for 2024 it's good to see him getting involved there good so, player yeah and yanar welcomes new head coach sam mcculloch past coach captain and premiership player of the club over there, so good luck to Sam. It's a busy time in Gippsland, yeah. isn't it? There's a lot going on. Awesome. North Gippsland League have just moved the preliminary final from Gaskin Park, which I think is in Churchill, to Glengarry due to repeated complaints from grass burns from the Santa Ana surface. Wow. Now, that's interesting in itself because what we're looking at out here today is Santa Ana, as I understand it. So, uh, but goes dormant in winter. This doesn't seem to be, I don't know whether it's different drainage or whatever, but it, my Santa Ana, it might place itself goes a bit yellow in winter yep. I believe it's got to get about 15 degrees Celsius into the turf and then it uh, comes up a nice green colour but um, the moving the preliminary final very interesting yeah that's an interesting call it's, um, I suppose if it's you don't want to make one mistake turn into two so if it is really that bad then they've made the right call and actually same problems in the playing surface at Taralgan and Maui both venues left without a final this season uh, the local council have admitted that they installed Santa as a cost caving uh, cost-saving device uh, as it goes dormant in winter, which I was just talking yep. about. Uh, it looks terrible and can be quite abrasive. So this year, no finals at Taralba yeah. or Maui. I've been to quite a few finals at Maui over the years, and uh, it does surprisingly look incredibly dry, that, that, that surface. So yeah, it's, In winter, it's, it goes yellow. Yeah, so. it's, it's a, it is carpet-like, um, but 
would be pretty hard to fall on, I'd mm. imagine. Ooh. And so, obviously, Morwell is the beneficiary, I think. I think they've got... Well, they've the, got the uh, granny anyway. They've got the well, grand final. I think yeah. they might have the second semi next week as well. Western Park's got another one this time uh, in the in the other yes. league. We were there yeah. on Sunday. Last so, Sunday. And, and they did brilliantly. So And then obviously one Thaggy's got the other one, which yeah. is today. One Thaggy, that's one Thaggy, I believe, that's since they entered the Gippsland League. I believe that's the first final they've ever hosted. So good yeah. on them. And that's well, today. They, they hosted a VFL game this year, a VFL doubleheader earlier in the year. So it's a great surface down at Montague. Oh, no doubt about it. That's right. The Hawthorne Footy Club are involved down there, that's for sure. Uh, Tarragon Footy Club looking for a new senior coach for the 2024 season. Mm. That resignation surprised us a little bit, but they're in the market there. Uh, there's plenty of coach uh, job ads going around. This is a good one. I like this one. Not far from my place. Might even stick my head in there. North Gippsland Grand Final Dinner on Wednesday the 6th is at the Australian Italian Club in Mall. And the special guest is the great man, the little champ, Gary Ablett Jr. <laughs> Might get down there and say good day to Gaz. Yeah, yeah. master. Geelong yeah. supporters, got to stick together, don't you? <laughs> uh, Wrap your arms around each other. Of course we do. Of I don't we have do. too much information on this one, but I did see that AFL Victoria uh, posted during the week that there's going to be updates to the player points system, so one mm. to watch there. Yeah, so I, I read that release. It was very vague in terms of what actually is going to happen. Mm. But it'll be interesting to see how it, how it impacts. So I've actually week. received a copy of that uh, through some various contacts. Uh, and there are some changes. It's quite complex. Mm. But one of the significant changes... And look, at what it hasn't done is taken the onus of workload off club administration. And that was one of the problems. They've got all the resources to run the administration on this, but they still choose to get clubs to do it. The memorandum of understanding. So that's when a senior club... Uh, uh, anoints its relationship with a junior club yep. through this memorandum of understanding. And in the past, clubs have been able to have one of these memorandums with multiple junior football clubs, right. which is kind of dumb if you think about it. That's just being greedy. So they've now reduced that so that you can only have one MOA with okay. one junior club. So that's a step in the right direction. They're listening. They might not have got it all right, but it's a very complex uh, system, yeah, no so, doubt about so it. So clubs like Tralgan uh, affiliated with probably about five junior football clubs I'd say so that might impact them a little bit but yeah we'll see what happens yeah we just can't have five no. most suburban clubs have got one that's it yep. you know, one junior program or, or their own club so hey don't forget the outside the locker room hotel our fifth annual charity game to raise awareness for mental health and emergency services that's Friday the 29th of September that's the public holiday before AFL Grand Final. Gotta love we get a holiday for a footy game. Uh, it's fantastic. That's down at Lang Lang Football Club. It's the Nepean Seagulls versus the Bayside Sharks. Hopefully we'll get to talk in the next couple of weeks to our old mate Trav Dorset yep. who'll fill us in on how the preparations for that big event are going. Sounds good to me, Wiz. Uh, and one other that I noticed on the notice board I wanted to make mention of, and that was the Latrobe Valley Express this week reporting that more East members this week mm. voted at a recent meeting to move the club to the North Gippsland League. It's only a year or so ago, if I recall, that they wanted to join Ellenbank. So what is actually going on here? What, what's was with it, all these voting to get out? that wanted to join Ellenbank? They, they wanted to join Ellenbank a year ago. Now they want to join uh, North Gippsland. Why? Um, so they're in the, they're maybe, in the they should just, maybe they should just stay with it, stay put. Like, so it, it just 12, doesn't make sense. There's 12 teams in... In the mid Gippsland League, I believe. I have to double they check. They played yeah. in the final, in a final last yeah. week. Yeah, yeah, elimination final. Yeah. So I don't know. There's going to be more to that story uh, somewhere along the line, but uh, I don't and think they realise that there, that's, that 11, move's not going to happen. There's 11 in North Gippsland, so the North Gippsland clubs might be open to it, but we'll see what happens. I've um, got some news for you. Doesn't matter what the clubs think. <laughs> <laughs> there's a governing body somewhere mm. uh, east or west of here that 
will have the final say there. Anyway, you're listening to Saturdays in Gippsland. We're live here today at Nanagoon Recreation Reserve. It's semi-final weekend in the West Gippsland competition and the Elibank comp. Uh, and plenty to come today in Saturdays at, in Gippsland. We need to take a break right now. But when we come back, we'll be speaking with Warrigal Industrials coach Harmit Singh and plenty of other segments still to come here in Saturdays in Gippsland ahead of our big second semi-final. Don't go anywhere. More coming up right after this. Live on SEN Track, Southwest Gippsland, 91.3 FM, and SEN Track, Latrobe Valley, 91.9 FM. You're listening to Saturdays in Gippsland. It is. Welcome back to Saturdays in Gippsland, and we're live here at Nanagoon Rec Reserve. And I'll give you a quick update there. Nanagoon leading in the reserve grade, second semi here, 5-5 five, five to 4-3 to it, and got a bit of work to do. It's uh, Ian, Aidan and Sammy here. And joining us on the line is a senior coach for tomorrow's big first semi-final from the Warrigal Industrials. Hamid Singh, welcome to Saturdays in Gippsland. Hey, guys. How are we? We are well, mate. How are you going? Going well. Standing in the middle of Williamstown footy ground before our final with Arvo. So and, and not shivering or getting blown away, which is uh, an indication the weather there is as good as it is here in Nanagoon. Mate, it's unbelievable. I don't think I've ever seen it like this. <laughs> no, pretty good indeed. So busy with the pies today, but of course tomorrow with the Dusties in the first semi-final. First and foremost, congratulations on making the finals and on the win last week over the reigning Premier. Yeah, thank you. A little bit of a slow start to the year, but um, as the year's gone on, I, I think we've um, tightened the screws a little bit around how we want to play. And um, yeah, it's been, you know, been good reward for the effort, uh, the way the guys went about it last week. Yeah, so Harmit, it's obviously coming into the finals, finishing sixth, that you would go in as underdogs to almost every game, but it was very similar for you last year. Is there some kind of message that you deliver to the players before a final series that really gets them going, or is it just kind of the way it's panned out to be? Yeah, I think, mate, like, at the end of the day, we're in the business of qualifying, and, and then, you know, once we sort of, you know, once those six clubs get there, you, you're sort of starting from you know, from scratch again, and um, I, I guess we I went back to a little bit around last year, and you know, it didn't matter that we finished sixth, and you know, it was more around playing the way we wanted to play for longer. I think you know, we're I think we're nine or ten out of twelve over the last, you know, in terms of wins and losses. So, and even against some of the stronger sides, our our best has been okay. It's just been our ability to do that for longer has, has been the challenge. And, um, Look, last week was, was pretty good, bar a, bar a patch in the third quarter. And, Harmon, I noticed your three-quarter time address, you stayed very measured and um, didn't, didn't raise your voice too much to, to lift the boys. Is there certain players on the ground that do that? Or, and do you ever have to uh, raise your voice to this group to really get them going? Oh, yeah, you, if you came to a few other <laughs> huddles, maybe, <laughs> you definitely... Um, see, I, I think you need to pick and choose your, your moments for us. You know, I think that our intent and everything was really good on the weekend. Like, either side had claims on that game at, at one point or another, but it was um, it was just about going back to doing the things we wanted. And, and you know, sometimes, you know, if we go away from that for a little period, we can look ordinary. And um, you know, that's sort of what happened on the weekend, obviously against a, a quality side uh, for a period in time. So, yes, definitely. And I try and utilise the time when they're off the ground to to be sort of more direct with, with certain players. But, you know, at the end of the day, I think, you know, our, our guys' effort was really good last week and it's, um, 
you know, we just needed to tidy a couple of things up. Last week, obviously, you played the reigning premiers. They've got some pretty big midfielders in McCaffrey and Batoli Simmons, but it seemed like when Nick Visser was able to go into the middle of the ground and assert his big body in there, he really turned the game on its head. And for me, he's been really good to watch. He's someone who really embodies the Dusty spirit. So talk to us about um, Nick's back after the season. Yeah, it's been really good. He's, mate, we're, we've probably got a lot of midfielders and um, I think it's around trying to get the right balance of who's in and who's out. And because Nick can play dual role, he's been really sacrificial and bumped himself forward or, or even back at times. So, um, But his ability to step in and his fight and pressure around the contest has been really, um, you know, it's it set the tone for us. And I think in finals, you know, where, you know, the contest is so important, the ability to gain territory, he's been um, really influential. If you've just joined us, this is Saturday, so Gippsland on SEN Gippsland, and we're talking to Warrigal Industrial Senior Coach Hamid Singh. Now, Hamid, uh, we were talking earlier in the show, and I'm interested in your views on this. How inspired are you all by young Cody Templeton with what he's done at the Dusty so far? Mate, he's, um, <laughs> yeah, he's, look, it's a, it's a great story. He, you know, putting it, putting aside the age, you know, we're no birth certificates in our team, we've you know, got. Mark Bradley's 45 and Cody's 15, <laughs> but it's more around, you know, earning your spots, and I don't really care how old those players are, but it's so exciting to have. You know, it's, it's nice to have juniors at the club. You know, when I arrived, we didn't have under-16s or 18s, and, it was, you know, it, it looked a little bit bleak, And but that was our challenge, was to, whilst we still wanted to improve the senior footy program, was around developing our juniors and creating something where there'll be a pipeline of talent come through and... Um, you know, I think we've had six or seven kids out of our 16s and 18s this year play, and um, Cody plays his seventh or eighth senior game tomorrow at 15. So it's, um, he's definitely the most exciting kid I've coached at senior level since Ben Ainsworth. Well, yeah, it's a massive call. Uh, you mentioned uh, Mark Bradley there, Harmit. H- have you ever seen a player continue to have an impact at, uh, at the age that, that he's at in, in senior football? Uh, there's a guy... <laughs> I spent a summer training within the VFL called Paul Scanlon, who's still running around for St Kilda City. He's about 45. Yeah. He's a, but but the, the thing that stands out with both of these guys is um, their ability to prepare well and, and look after themselves. So, you know, I, I think it's remarkable, though, for a ruckman, you know, the amount of hits they take and how um, it can be. And, um, you know, credit to... I think he's found a really, you know, a really good environment, and, you know, an environment that, that, that really values him and... Um, you know, um, supports his strengths as a player. And, um, you know, I, th- I think he's enjoyed it. You know, he's been around for long enough to understand the game. And, you know, if anything, I, you know, sometimes wish he could, you know, the guys would continue to ask him questions around because he's been around such a long time. He's got so much to share. Now, Harmit, back to the juniors. Obviously, as you mentioned, when you arrived, uh, you had neither of 16s and 18s. And now, not only do you have them, but they're in the finals. Your under-18s just missing out last week. And uh, your fourth, obviously, still a hot chance. They'll play in a prelim next week. How have you been able to convert that sort of Dusty's culture and ability to improve and really shock people towards from the senior group to the juniors as well? Yeah. Um, look, I, I think early we have, you know, getting the right people involved at our senior group um, and our reserves group as well, very inclusive. And I think that's helped and... Um, we just want to be one one really big club, and that includes netball and you know our women's football program in a great space at the moment as well. So um, you know I think the ability to have them around the senior group um, consistently has been really important. And 
you know, did I think at the start of the year we'd have, you know, as many debutants as we did? Probably not. You know, we haven't really added to our much in terms of senior talent where, you know, essentially it's just kids and the, the recruits we have brought into the club have basically missed the whole year in Braden Fowler and Mitch Pappas. Uh, Hamid, this is the first time we've had a chance to speak with you since the news came through uh, a few weeks back now that uh, you're departing the club at the end of the 2023 season after a couple of years. Uh, if you look back on, as, you, as you've done in this interview, with what you inherited versus what you're handing back, what do you think your legacy is going to be at the Dusties? Uh, good question. It's probably more for other people to, to talk about, you know what I mean? Like maybe once it's all said and done, sort of more in the present now and try and obviously finish really strongly. But, you know, I encourage all players and, and people to, you know, to leave any club they're at in better, you know, a better spot than when they arrived. And I think if we can do that, things are in in good shape and you know it'll be for you know the coaches coming in and staff coming in it'll be their their role to, to make sure it sort of continues and, and goes to another level yeah well you got a few weeks to obviously leave a, a massive legacy at the club but let's get on to the game tomorrow Nana Goon I believe just looking at the results you only played them once this year where you went down by about 31 points without yep. giving too much of a too much away what do you think the the key is to knocking the goon off tomorrow Oh, I think ability to you know win contested ball and um, you know get field position set up behind the ball um, you know is, is so important. Um, both teams probably slightly different to when we played each other. You know I think I don't think I'm going out and win by saying that we're a lot more advanced than where we were earlier in the season. Just um, you know and the results sort of show that. I think Nana Goon probably feel the same way. So. Um, you know, I think in finals, those you know, managing those big moments and executing, I thought Turin had managed their moments really well but at times last week, and you can see that with the experience they have. But um, you know, it's just not, you know, you can't just go buy it. You know, from the shop, you know, the more mm. the more finals we play, the more big games we play, the the better this group will get together. Bar you know, guys like Mark Bradley, Shane Brewster, and Luke Walker, the, the group is very young, which is um, which is exciting, I think, for the club going forward and. Um, you know, I'm excited to see, obviously, what we can hopefully do over the next few weeks and create our own story. And, um, you know, I think the club's in a, in a really good position at the moment across all grades. Nick Gooden, Shane Ingham, Dylan Smith. Yeah, yeah. Now, now Josh Eyre is named tomorrow. We saw last week uh, the kind of tag team defence of uh, Blackwood and Cairns sit in front of Gardner and, and almost negate his influence entirely. Uh, yep. Is there going to be a kind of different approach going forward? And obviously you didn't have air last week, so will you continue to use those those shorter options going forward to stop that from uh, yeah. his defence? Yeah, we're not a, you know, Mason McGarrity 662, 63 goals for the year, but we're not a, a forward line that's really dependent on one player. You know, we have, you know, multiple players kicking goals and, um, you know, we're not... <laughs> You know, we'd love to have a Nathan Gardner as you know, a key pillar in our forward line, but what by not having a player like that as well, it creates you know, some unpredictability around what you go with. And um, we have some things in place, um, you know, to ensure that um, you know we can connect maybe a little bit better centre forward than than, than maybe what um, you know Goon have been able to sort of implement over the last few weeks. Which is credit to them. That, you know, it's really well um, coached and executed by the playing group. No doubt about that. And we actually noticed that uh, it's, uh, Trigg is out there in the reserves the t this afternoon for uh, Nana Goons. There's a little head start on selections there. Any surprise 
uh, inclusions tomorrow. There's a lot of changes in your lineup last weekend. How are they looking for tomorrow? Yeah, pretty good. We've got um, you know, Wilson McGilvray and, and Josh Ayer. Are, um, you know, excited around the prospect of finals footy and um, we sort of get hopefully, you know, there might be another one or two. You know, we have a few really good kids at the moment and then it's, you know, just a matter of, you know, making sure our team's balanced week to week to ensure that, um, you know, we, we can perform as best as we can regardless of who we play. Now, Hamet, we'll just leave you this one. We know you're a very level-headed bloke and you won't look too far ahead, but uh, how exciting would the opportunity be to re have a rematch in the prelim yes. final next week, especially <laughs> if it's against Phillip Island? It's crossed my mind this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I haven't... Look, I haven't thought... It feels like we just played him the other week and, um, you know, I think we probably need to give them a little bit more credit because, you know, they, they did take it right up to him like a couple of weeks ago and... You know, they've, they've been there time and time again. Um, so I'll be interested to see the way that result goes today. And clearly Inverloch have been the best side all year um, and most consistent. Um, but, but really right now, I think all four teams in it still probably think that they've got claims on winning the premiership, which I think is exciting for the competition. And hopefully next year, you know, we can narrow the gap from the, the, the top six and the bottom six a little bit to make it, you know, a, a little bit tighter as well. True that. And, and just, uh, just yeah, last one, I promise. What's the key for the Pies getting the job done in the VFL against Williamstown today? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, um, you know, I think I've got the forward, but um, look, I, I think Williamstown play their ground quite well. Um, their ability to get, um, you know, third man up and roll off. Uh, and support in the air was something that, you know, they did really well against earlier in the year. But it's like, like our, you know, what I said about us at the Dusties, um, our VFL side's, are, you know, a lot better position than what we were at the start of the year. And the connection's really strong. And I think we saw that last week with the way we went about against Richmond. Uh, Sammy Watson shaking his fist. He's a mad Collingwood fan there, Harmon. If you're not looking carefully, he might be humping your leg next time you're talking <laughs> to the players down there, mate. Hey, listen, thanks so much for joining us. We've gone overtime here. We're in a lot of trouble, but it was worth it talking to you. Always is, and you've been very generous with your time with us during this season. Good luck tomorrow and for any other games with the Dusties that come up beyond that one. Hopefully we'll see you at preliminary final day as well. Awesome. Thanks, boys. Have a good call. Cheers. Cheers, Hamid. Thanks very much, Hamid Singh. They're the coach of the Warrigal Industrials prior to their big first semi-final appearance tomorrow afternoon down at Killy. Bash, we're going to take a break here on Saturdays in Gippsland. And when we come back, it'll be time for uh, plenty more. Hot or not, come on, man. And we, we, will, we will be talking to Brett Tassari, League Ops Manager, as well. Don't, don't go anywhere. This is Saturdays in Gippsland. Live on SEN Track, Southwest Gippsland, 91.3 FM. And SEN Track, Latrobe Valley, 91.9 FM. You're listening to Saturdays in Gippsland. Hot or not, for Donalda Motors, home of Mitsubishi's tractors and farm machinery. Hot or not for Donalda Motors in, uh, what is it, Baffer and Benstar? Nice people at Donalda Motors they are. Hot or not? Who's first? Uh, uh, yeah, I'll go up first. Right. Happy with that, Boxy. Uh, Inverloch today are running a pretty big risk by selecting some potentially underdone players. Uh, it's as hot as the day is. That's yep, scorching that, hot. That, that is red hot. So who, Boxy, the names back in. Clark, it's Chad the, Hawking. It's, it's the ultimate gamble, Barney. and I've actually written it down. So they've got six players returning, and the earliest of the which is Tate Short. He played in round 17. 
and he's probably their most influential player. He's so their quarterback. You, you can disregard him because he's uh, here. Well, it's it's been about four weeks, but he's played round seventeen. He'll be fine. Toby Marnie, the captain, last played round eleven. Tom Hams, the coach, round fourteen. Michael Eels, uh, fullback, round thirteen, and Dylan Clark, round twelve, and he's played less than a handful of senior games this year. So. Mm. It's the ultimate gamble against a team in Phillip Island who's made one change in about a month. Sure is. I'm going to ask this guy who's just joined us in the Alex Scott and Staff uh, Broadcast Unit here, League Operations Manager Brett Tassari, BT, uh, while we're on the subject. Are you allowed to make a comment on that, hot or not? I think that's very hot. I'm uh, a little bit against a, a good side like the Island who know how to play finals. Yep. Risky. It is. It's a massive risk, isn't it? But do you risk it this week or next week when you haven't got the double chance? Well, I mean, they would say they've had a week's rest here and they get this another week at rest after that. So they could get to grand final day with playing one game in 20 days or something. So I think that's what they're aiming for. But, gee, it is a big risk. What I will say is that I think if you offered most senior sides the chance to have a bloke like Dylan Clark in their side, he's probably the, the main one there. Mm-hmm. You'd, you'd say yes most days of the week. He's an out-and-out superstar on his day. So Well, it's finals we'll time. It's the, it's the business end. You, yeah, it. I get it. But, gee, it's, uh, it's all about risk, isn't it? He, he didn't give much away in our interview, but Harmit Singh would be desperate to take on Philip Island next weekend if the Dusties win tomorrow. Um, I'll say... This sounds dumb, but I'll say not, because I, if I know about nah. him, he's thinking about nothing else but <laughs> tomorrow. Yeah? I think he'd be desperate to have Wilson McGilvray join his lineup, uh, and he hasn't been named at this point, but uh, uh, I'm not sure that he's going to make it. No one harm it. You know, I reckon he's just desperate to play in the preliminary final. Yep, that's a good call too, BT. That's a very good call. Alluding so. to that, obviously, because last year the Dusties went down in overtime to uh, Phillip Island with a kick after the siren. So, yeah, it's certainly be interesting. All right, last one from me. Hmm. One Thaggy would rather Maui beat Lingatha today when uh, when Maui play Lingatha in the, the qualifying final in the Gippsland League, which is actually at One Thaggy. That's the longest question in the history of the world. What, what is that? <laughs> one Thaggy would rather beat. <laughs> would rather Maui beat Lingatha today. Definitely. Yep. That's hot. Hot and Very wet, hot. but it ain't no good if you're in the jungle. Boxy. So I've got a couple rippers for you. The ruck position is the most valuable position in the West Gippsland competition, hot or not? No, not. Not. No. Not. Yeah, no, I'd have to go not as well, but yeah. I get where you're coming from, but yeah, not. BT, you're a rover uh, as well. How can you tell a ruckman standing on level ground? Because he dribbles equally out of both sides of his mouth. <laughs> never. I was taught this as a little boy. Never trust a ruckman. And hello to all the ruckmen out there. Yeah, I, th- I think Turden got by last year without a superstar ruckman. But um, obviously we know the two years before that, Philip Island had Cam Pedersen, who's pretty bloody handy. So uh, having said that, there are some awesome yeah. ruckmen in this competition. Well, Peaver Wright was best on ground last year in the grand final. Played yeah. right in the ruck. Oh, true. There you go. So, yeah. Yeah, the, t- Peaver, the top six all Peaver, have... Peaver and, Peaver and Pedersen both kind of those players that can go uh, ruck and forward so Gee, there's yeah, a pretty see. good ruckman running around in the reserves in the twos the yes yeah. yeah I'm intrigued there for Nanagoon so they're obviously working him back in through the Magoo so it's a pretty gutsy move in, uh, when it comes to semi-final day doesn't it so yeah, well I think Nate Pipicelli did quite well last week again Mark Bradley is a whole different ball game yeah. uh, but no, I've got one more for right. you okay and today's day makes this question even better hot or not this year's finals venues are the best ever in the West Gippsland competition uh, I'm going to say not, but I'll tell you why. Not. Uh, if we say the best ever, it means it can't be improved upon. And everything can improve. They're fantastic. Have a look at these grounds. I've just seen a photo of Killy Bass. It's awesome. Um, but uh, we can always get better. 
Gee, I'm yeah. going. I'm going with hot. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, the, uh, join your reflash. The league operations manager is the best one in the history of the West Gippsland competition. Think, uh, yeah, it's actually you've, it's a good question, Boxy, because I'm not sure how they stack up with years compared, but. Um, certainly so far there's yet to be a mistake and uh, we know the prelims at Daliston next week. I'm sure they'll the Bass Coast Shire will get that ground looking a treat. And, it's mint. Yeah. I was there yesterday. And yeah, uh, yeah the grand final at Up. hopefully that's that's awesome as well. So you, you get around BT, don't you? All the footy grounds. Got to keep an eye on things. So what do you just sit at park in the park around there with the KFC and... <laughs> hey, what are you saying? It <laughs> <laughs> was what you were saying. We were off air. There. All right, we're all done. Hot or not? I haven't got any more. I've got one more. One more. It's, it's, it's more on the on the big leagues, but Wednesday night selection of the All-Australian team, I'm sure you, you all caught that, yep. is the most accurate we've had in a few years. Yeah. Hot, mm. hot, hot. I've hot. certainly noticed there's not many people kicking up a stink about who was and wasn't selected. Was yeah, it? not the usual amount. I think they've done a reasonable job with it. Let's call it hot. Yeah, was, no, that's a hot one. It was great to see James Sisley finally get in there. Shouldn't it, it should be his second, shouldn't it? It yeah. should be back-to-back. Back. It's ridiculous that it's his first, but anyway. Yeah, true enough. All right, that's hot or not for Donalda Motors, home of Mitsubishi's tractors and farm machineries. Donalda Motors, Mafra and Benstar, thanks for their support as always. All right, now, BT, you're in the hot seat. It's semi-final weekend here in the West Gippsland competition. And the weather's turned on a good show. How are things looking from an operational point of view? Mate, uh, serious, in all seriousness, no, I couldn't be happier so far. The clubs that have uh, taken on the, the roles of the finals have just done an amazing job. And I have to say, Paddy here at uh, Nanagoon and he, his crew, this is as good a setup as I've, I've seen at any finals yeah. in my time. It's unbelievable. Um, Paddy's a legend. He's got a gym named after him How here, I say. Yeah. It's, uh, that's pretty good. That's, you all, that, get that's all it cost him a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> I think we had this conversation last time we were here. Him. He's got his own gym. Yeah, no, nah, nah, I couldn't be happy, mate. Have a look. at sitting over here looking across the ground. The crowd in the grandstand, but look at the netball. Yeah, it's just, it's it's thumping over there, isn't it? Unbelievable. It's, I've never seen so many people watching a reserve grade game. Uh, but how good's a free too? Terrific, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's great to see, and we saw it last week in Inverloch, where the two senior teams, which usually draw the most crowd, came from the other side of the league, but we had a record crowd in Inverloch. And yeah. it's the same today. Both teams coming here to Nanagoon from the other side of the league, and already... We're looking, looking like it's it's a record again. Oh, so, looking at the crowd, I'm pretty confident this is going to be something special. The numbers, yeah. So, do you count the dollars through the gate or the heads? No, mate, I count the dollars. Of course, <laughs> you do. <laughs> it's all about the dollars and cents. Uh, right. So, so we actually don't get a crowd number. Well, I, I can actually. They, they, the guys at the gate are that good, and mm. they break it down because they're little machines. Yeah, got. yeah, yeah. So, so, so I could, tell, I could probably tell you exactly if I go back and have a look. At yeah, it. because they give me that. a printout. Yeah, um, and they're that accurate that yeah, I could give you numbers. So, BT, how uh, excited do you think Nanagoon would be to have Inverloch and That microphone might have just gone off a bit, Sammy. I'm not sure. Sorry, try again. That's on. It's on. There we go. Gotcha. Yeah. Inverloch, Phillip Island today. How how glad do you think Nanagoon would be that these two clubs are coming here to, to their ground? Obviously, two of the probably the biggest clubs in the league. Yeah, they draw well, don't they? So I would imagine Nanagoon would be pretty wrapped because uh, these guys travel anywhere and then you've got the top end here that are interested in a great game of footy anyway. So it's a win-win for Nanagoon. There's no doubt about that. And just looking out at the people... They've come, they've come in, in big numbers to mm. watch. Well, mm. it's a massive ground, as we've been mentioning, and it's 
really hard to get people around the whole thing, but I think we've done it. It's just incredible looking around the place. There's not one bit of fence that doesn't have either a car or a body. No, it's pretty good. Early, early tip, BT. Today... Oh, hardly I, early, but yeah. I'm, I'm actually... And I've got I've stuck with Inverloch all year, but I'm going to the island today. I, I just think experience and, and maybe just... Inverloch, just a, a little bit of nervousness. They've been the top dog all year. Mm. I, I just think the island today. Well, since since they won it in 2017, they've actually struggled in, in finals. So they've got cer- certainly an interesting one today. 2017 flag, 2018 elimination final loss, 2019 elimination final loss, 2022 elimination final loss. Mm, okay, well, they're into the second semi today, so they get at least through to the prelim, but uh, we'll see how they go. So, BT, your customers are all listening. We've got a ground full of them. There's cars everywhere. They're all tuned in to SEN Track, as you would be aware. Uh, what do you want to say to your customers today? Just uh, if, if you aren't here, come along. There's still, uh, well, there's no parking spots nearby, but you are, there's plenty of standing room. Come along. It's a ripping day. If you can't get here today, come tomorrow to Bass because the footy, seriously, is as good as. And tomorrow's senior game, I actually think, will be a, a bigger blockbuster than today's game. I've got one question for you too, BT. Now, uh, most people are well and truly aware you're the former chairman of the Gippsland League. Yep. Where are we seeing? We're talking about the standard of football, which has improved significantly this year. Uh, for sure. Already in this, uh, the rank number two for the region. How far behind the Gippsland League are we in terms of football standard right now? We're gaining on the moment. Yeah, it's a, it's a good question. I've, and I've been asked it a bit, to be honest with you. This reserves game that I'm watching right now, I actually think would be up there with, with any of them in the yep. reserves. Mm-hmm. The seniors, I reckon the top dogs in the seniors would probably fight for maybe fifth and fourth in the in the Gippsland League. Yeah, okay. So we're coming. We're, we're coming with with a rush as well. Yeah. BT, can you give us a little bit of an insight into the uh, league vote count and how close they're going to be uh, in the coming week? Uh, when, when is the league vote count being held? The league vote count's online on yep. uh, Thursday night, actually. Yep. So this, oh, this just, coming Thursday night. I've just checked my inbox. Obviously, I'm not MC for that gig. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm I'm just sorry, <laughs> sorry, mate. You, uh, you, it's in the mail. Um, <laughs> There's right. a there's a couple ripping counts. Uh, there's a couple of real good. So you've already fo- counted them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A yeah. couple of real good football ones and a couple of real good netball ones as well. So yeah, good stuff. Definitely uh, log in at seven o'clock on Thursday night. Uh, I still have to come up with the platform yet, um, which I'm working my way through. But stay tuned. It'll be Thursday night, seven o'clock on either YouTube or Facebook. Looking forward to it. We'll all be watching, mate. No doubt about that. And well done on your year. If we, I, I dare say, we'll talk to you again between now and when to hand out the big silver cup in a couple of weekends. So, uh, but well done on the year, mate. So far, been terrific. Welcome to stick with us if you like. We've got uh, one more little segment to go before we throw to our match day calls here on SEN Track. Uh, Brett Desari, thanks for joining. Us. Good on you Stay guys. right there. All right, now, uh, gentlemen, I hope you're ready for this with the game going on right in front of us here. It's time for Come On, Man. Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. It's time for Come On, Man, and I'm going to start by potting the boss. Uh, so it was nice working with you, everybody. <laughs> uh, Sammy's already dobbed me into the boss. So I've watched him texting away there, but I had to watch this one. Uh, and I just can't help it. SEN Chief Executive Craig Hutchison on Footy Classified this week got into a discussion about North Melbourne missing a great opportunity to lose and therefore maximise their number one draft pick opportunity. Come on, man! Come on, man! So there's a little backstory to that too. I, as a former sponsor of SEN about 13 or 14 years ago, went to a lunch where uh, Craig was the host 
and I made a, I asked a question just to be silly, right? We we're talking about drugs in sport. And I said, wouldn't it be interesting to see what would happen in the Olympic 100 metre final if they let everybody take drugs? Just go as fast. Let's see who could go fastest. People will die. But he looked at me like I robbed his house, like I was the stupidest man on the planet. So I've waited a long time, Craig, but I've got you back. <laughs> Who's next? I uh, hope, yeah. Hope you're not listening, Hutchie. But anyway, like, uh, nice working with you, boys. Yeah, just, on that, just on that uh, one with about North Melbourne, I think maybe they might have been happy to win because I reckon they might just be getting Harley Reid anyway. Is that right? I reckon there might yeah, be he, something going on in the background. He doesn't West, want to go Coast, to Perth. West Coast want this Daniel Curtin that's an absolute superstar yep. that will go early in the draft, and I think there might be just something happening yeah, right, eh? uh, early uh, early on in the draft. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd go along with it's that. It's funny, you know, because whenever you leave a few players out and you, and you pick kids, there's always the risk of the kids are just out there to impress, mm -hmm. and they don't get it. So. They don't get them anyway, but I love what Clarko said. Well, we came here to win. Yep. Uh, it's Fair far cool. more important. And, and he's right. And by the way, there's only been three number one draft picks in the history of the draft that have won yeah, a premiership no, no, medal. No, no. That, that's, that's a flawed stat because how many flags did Hodgie help Hawthorne win? But he wasn't a number one pick. Yes, he was. Was he? Yeah. Hodgie. So, so I'd uh, completely dismiss that stat. Uh, well, right I now. don't. I, I'll go along with it. Anyway, I've got one more before we <laughs> hand it over this one. Melbourne coach. Melbourne coach. The prophet of doom. I can't remember his name. Uh, he says that so Grundy... Good one. Yeah, good one, yeah. I, uh, good one. Uh, Grundy is very much part of our plan. That's an official quote. And then another one. He just needs to work on his forward craft. We'll put him in the reserves. So up, down, all around. Yeah, and now we have to admit that the Grundy experiment hasn't really worked. Yet, now they're talking about picking him for the qualifying final this weekend. And in the background, Port Adelaide have flown over to Melbourne to interview him to see if he wants to come over and join Port Adelaide. Come on, man. Yeah, come crazy, on, man. Yep. So I've got one. We're taking you over to the shores uh, to Budapest where the uh, World Athletics Championships mm. are on at the moment. You might have heard during the week, USA sprinter Noah Lyles made headlines in his press conference. He claimed that he hates it when the NBA champions call themselves world champions. Yes. And I'm with him there. Yep. But then it went to where? It went to the media and heaps of NBA players, including Kevin Durant, some of the best, mm. attacked him and said that he's talking garbage and that they are well within their rights to call themselves world champions when they win the National Basketball Association. <laughs> Come on, men. Yeah, that's, I agree. Come on, Come on man. man. Um, They're world champion tossers. That, that's crazy, isn't it? Like, <laughs> the, what's even worse is the American football, when they call themselves world champions, they're the only ones that play the game. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. That, that, that's even, that, you're right, BT, that's even worse because basketball, you could mount an yep. argument, but baseball are called the World Series. Yep. It's, it's very well, uh, narcissistic of the, of the Yanks. The World Cup's going on at the moment. In exactly Japan, right. and I'll tell you, Slovenia whipped whipped our butts last night. So there's definitely players that don't play in the NBA that are that good. So mm. I can't believe they call themselves world champions. But uh, nearly, nearly time, boys. Got any more coming? Just, no, just quickly a preview yep. of the Allen Bank final today, boys. Massive blockbuster between Bullen and Allen Bank. Who do we think gets the chocolates there? <sighs> Alan make the only team to knock off Bourne throughout the year. So. And, they, and they won't today. Bobby McCallum's men will absolutely spifflicate them today. Spifflicate? Yep. <laughs> they, they'll knock them senseless. Right that's, that down. I drove past Traff. Massive crowd there uh, on the way through this afternoon from the Valley. Uh, it'll Traff, be a good one. It'll be a bit flat that they couldn't win and get into that game. Yeah, and uh, just quickly, as we're going to the end of our show, there is two points in this second semi-final between Nanagarin and Turden. Nanagarin currently lead. How good's this? And it's on centre wing, like... 
Uh, Santa Wing, here it is. What, uh, did you give us the score there? Two points to margin. Oh, I think we're in the final Rudin. minute too. And, uh, we are in the final minute 40 here. 40 seconds. Big crowd this one for reserve gravity. Anyway, oh, that was uh, come on, man, for this week. If you've got any catches during the week, make sure you give us those. Fair call. And uh, just as a prelude for this here afternoon. Here we go. Tyrodin are going to win. Join us on 91.9 for that Ellenbank game or stick with us on 91.3 or on the SEN app for our match of the day today. The second semi-final of the West Gippsland competition. Phillip Island and Inverloch Kongwak for a spot in the 2023 grand final. Don't go anywhere. It's coming up right on 2 o'clock here on SEN. This has been Saturdays in Gippsland. We'll talk to you again soon. Bye.